0: In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM.
1: W-A-T-H, <laughs> We crossed them up.
2: All of that just because I was trying to bring... Give away a squash or two.
1: Yeah, well, it happens. Just a little variety there of the Art Turf Show this morning.
2: Yes, indeed. 39 degrees now here on Columbus Road. They say it's going to climb up to 49, but the light rain may continue. But looking ahead to Saturday with Ohio's home game. What time is that game, by the way? Two o'clock. Two o'clock. Seventy-two degrees and partly sunny. Yeah,
1: yeah boy. I'll take it. Gonna be a great day for football. Great day for. A... Wait, a Wait a minute! minute. What sports, going fans on? sports Stop. Here. <laughs> Stop. You sure you don't want to do that one again? No, I that, don't want to. That's the outro. How do I get rid of stuff? Just click on the red circle way over there to the right. There you go. Yeah. That's it. Mercy. Now now we're good. As we were saying. (laughs) Was I saying? I I was. A great day for Bobcat football victory Saturday afternoon. Two o'clock kickoff, one o'clock pregame on the flagship station of Ohio Bobcat football and basketball, Power 105. There you go.
2: It is October nineteenth, folks. Of course, the year is twenty twenty-two. Today, a free-for-all edition. If I'm not mistaken, we have the mayor tomorrow. That is correct. And um, so we'll get updated on all that. There's, there's been a good bit of discussion about some of the parking things. Yeah. And so we'll we'll see what 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 his thoughts are. Yeah. But um, anyway, good morning and welcome. Um, today, October 19th. I said that before. So, let's see here. National Day calendar. What do we got? We've got National Assistance... No, no, no. Start over. We have Medical
1: Assistance Recognition Day. They sure take care of us, don't they? Whenever we have health needs. Yeah. Yes, indeed.
2: I have, um... I'm tired. I have one rental property in Athens. Now, you know, there's a number of people that have many of them, right, because of the students and everything like that. I have one. And he is a medical assistant. And um, uh, he, he doesn't tell me, of course, any details, but... Um, what, you know, because it's, it's a private matter, right?
1: Yep. They take that oath.
2: And, um, but some of the things he does for people, I, I think it's wonderful. And, um, well.
1: Yeah, that Privacy Act prevents dissemination of that personal information, too. Of course. Of course it does. But yesterday was National Pharmacy Assistance Day. Okay. Uh, too. so. I, Another I, important thing. Yeah, I mentioned that about how much, you know, they have to deal with the public and medications and insurance and everything. And, you know, every pharmacy assistant I've interacted with around here has just been terrific to help. And, uh, you know, how we mentioned how these medical assistants help us with our health needs. Well, you know. The pharmacy assistants do the same. When uh, we're done with the medical assistants, sometimes we have to go get medication, right? Well, yeah.
2: Absolutely. Well, anyway, today is National Medical Assistance Recognition Day. What else? It is Support Your Local Chamber of Commerce Day. Hey. I have been, um, over the years not so much recently but years ago extremely active with our chamber helped reorganize it and um, make it a full-time venture when i arrived in town it was sort of a
1: part-time thing didn't your dad have something to do with helping with that as well oh
2: absolutely yeah that's like, why i was
1: involved yeah absolutely he was pretty instrumental been getting that going
2: okay today is hagfish day
1: okay now
2: (laughs) i i'm a fisherman i like to fish when was the last time i went fishing it's probably been six years ago i'm not kidding uh i'm particularly fond of ocean fishing and i mean from the shore now what
1: is a hagfish well, that's what I was going to ask you. What is I don't know. A hagfish. It it uh ain't a very pretty baby, but uh Oh, you
2: you got a picture in front of you? Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh oh my. I'm, I let, I'm I'm going to retract that because, you know, they can't help it, right? So, we're going to do a PC correction here. Politically correct. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I
2: thought you meant computer.
1: It is a hagfish day. It brings awareness to the evolved but slimy hagfish. And this is why I say that the hagfish are considered to be the ugliest of species. Really? Yeah.
2: Well, no wonder they're recognized.
1: Yeah. The idea behind this is observance, is to encourage everyone to look beyond the exterior of the hagfish and appreciate how highly evolved they are. Not unlike a book cover the day points out the benefits of looking deeper into the subject, now, <laughs> you know, m- poor thing, making okay. it sound like you're going to hurt its feelings, you know. Mm. Now, now, get this though: the hagfish offers many benefits to the ecosystem. Despite its unappealing exterior, it scavenges the ocean floor, cleaning up the debris of dead marine animals. The mm. slime they produce protects them from predators. While it's thinner than human hair, this slime is stronger than nylon.
2: Okay, I'm going to turn around
1: and show me a picture. (laughs) Okay.
2: I I, I think I have to see this. I wish we had a TV (laughs) screen or something for everybody to look. I can't quite make it out. Oh, mercy. Yeah, it's not a very attractive, is it? Okay, fella. do they say anything about fishing for it? Is it? Is there any
1: um,
2: dietary, um, I mean, is, is it a popular thing to
1: eat? Um, I wouldn't think so. Well, before we go on to that, um, apparently the military is also seeing some potential in this. Uh, apparently Navy researchers have... Uh, Taken to develop a synthetic hagfish slime using E. coli bacteria. <laughs> and they hope the strong synthetic slime can provide added protection for naval vessels. Oh, so, now, in some cultures, it, it is a type of an eel. It is even considered a delicacy. Oh,
2: there though, we go.
1: though the meat is mild, it can have a bitter aftertaste.
2: Oh, that doesn't sound like my thing. Yeah. Anyway, Hagfish Day, National
1: Hagfish Day. Way to go, Haggy. There. Yeah. A lot of benefits, too, the ecosystem, and, you know, the Navy's now getting into it.
2: It's National Kentucky Day. Now, folks, I have to admit, and I, if you've listened to me for much over the years, you know that I spent some time in Kentucky each summer. Specifically in um, Berea, Kentucky, and there's Berea College there. The famous Boone Tavern is there, <laughs> and oh, I mean it's it's. Um, what's the place down on West Virginia Green Greenbrier? Yeah, it's kind of like a miniature Greenbrier. Really? Oh, it's fancy.
1: Oh, Greenbrier's beautiful. Yeah. Berea, Kentucky.
2: High-end high um, um, kitchen with, cook. you know, uh, it's a place you dress up a little bit to go to.
1: Ah. Uh-huh. You've had a couple stories come out of Berea, Kentucky, oh, yeah. too, if I recall. Yeah.
2: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> after 14 summers there. um, And I wasn't there the whole summer, but several weeks. There was a music workshop that I attended
1: down there. Uh Aha.
2: Okay. Anyway, I I do like Kentucky. And, you know, I had my basic training at Fort Knox. So I got to know Louisville a bit. Um, I just think it's a beautiful state. I'm pretty fond of Ohio, too. Okay, so National Kentucky Day. National Seafood Bisque Day.
1: Well oh, get this. It's Bra Day. I bet I know what you're thinking. Am I correct?
2: Well, who wouldn't be?
1: <laughs> so my presumption is the garment, right? Well, yeah. All right, now. Am I wrong? Well, you're. Cl- let's just put it this way. You're close. It is Breast Reconstruction Awareness Day, B-R-A. I think they should be clearer about
2: that because I don't think the average person will
1: ever put that to it. You're probably correct. Each breast cancer campaign in October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, too, so we've had a couple other references about that in this month. So this You know, I, I
2: forgive me for being personal for a minute, but my wife had
1: that. Yeah.
2: And um the word bra would not bring that to mind at all, except I would be fully supportive of breast reconstruction
1: Awareness. Awareness. Day. Yep. So I
2: feel like writing that whoever is responsible for this and saying, why not just say it like it is?
1: Yeah. Well, you,
2: instead you of shortening it. it up, it sounds like you're talking about, uh, the garment, how cool bras are, Yep. you know? Oh, well, okay. Well, here
1: we go a little bit more on that. <laughs> okay. It brings a special focus on an area of concern, obviously, uh, However, few shine a light on options after mastectomy or lumpectomy, Mm -hmm. like breast reconstruction awareness day. Now, the reconstruction may not be for every woman. Uh, They should have access to the available options so they can make informed decisions. Sure. Okay, obviously the mastectomy is a personal, very personal decision. Um, It's a difficult one, obviously. It's important that patients are provided with all the information and tools to make the best decision for them. Okay, so it's uh, for women, they've shaped clothes they've worn, uh, fed their children, been a part of their more intimate life, obviously. And uh, women, it goes on to say, women who choose to not have reconstruction performed also have choices with uh, prosthetic designs and technology which continually advance. And it uh, goes on to say, with this day, each woman should be provided with all of their options. So there you have it.
2: Well, we've kind of beaten that up. but
1: um, I just wanted to expand a little bit on that, too. Yeah, about sure. About what all is involved with that. No, I,
2: I, I think we should because yeah. it,
1: it's. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Let's see here.
2: Let's go over here and see if we're doing our thing. Okay.
1: What so, were we were we on F M or A M? Oh
2: I was listening to F M before. Okay. Now we're on A M. Okay. And I think let me just go
1: back. Okay. Check, check check oh there we go. FM's back now. Yeah. Okay. I thought maybe we had another varmint invade the transmitter up there again yeah. for a second.
2: We I think we've mentioned that um We have a little problem with snakes at our, but it's at the AM site, not the FM site. Um, And we've tried uh, all sorts of things, including uh, like just filling the building full of bags of mothballs because supposedly snakes don't like that odor. Oh well. Anyway, we had a momentary outage there on 97.1. And uh, by the way, there are plans afoot to move it to ninety-seven point three. Really. In which case, it'll be much more powerful.
1: Ooh, cool. So uh, yeah, I was talking to someone Sunday after church that said, uh, when when they work, uh, or they work in the Nelsonville area, when they get up to that one area, uh, on as uh, you. Get to the 70 mile per hour speed limit and you start to go up that little bit of an incline mm-hmm. before the first exit is where it fades out and then overlaps into 97.1, the fan out of Columbus. And I've noticed that too when I'm listening. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully, with that, if it happens, we'll reach beyond that. Oh, it will. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she likes to listen to uh, morning devotions. Sure.
2: Well, anyway, that's. Uh... Kind of in the
1: works. Good. Well, that'll be terrific.
2: All right. And I might add it would be something like. uh, I hesitate to say I was going to say 20 times more powerful. Wow. But uh, anyway, I just can't remember this, the exact figures. All right. So, Hagfish Day. We've kind of beaten that up. National Kentucky Day, National Seafood Bisque Day. Oh, we did do all these. Yeah. Broad Day. Yeah, we really clobbered that one. Okay, now we have two more. No, one more. National LGBT Center Awareness Day. So that's LGBT. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, transsexual, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. So Awareness Day for that. So, obviously, today a free-for-all edition, and as I said earlier, the mayor will be joining us tomorrow, Steve Patterson. How about historical events? On this day of October 19th, but in the year 1781, British forces under General Charles Cornwallis Wallace signed terms of surrender to George Washington at Yorktown, at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, ending the U.S. Revolutionary War. It's a big deal. Yeah. It was on this date. 1926, Russian Politburo throws out Leon Trotsky and his followers. Look up Trotsky. What was his highest title? Was he president? Was he?
1: What was his? He was a Marxist revolutionary, okay. political theorist, and politician. And uh, ideologically, he was a Marxist, but his developments uh, to the ideology are called now called Trotskyism.
2: Hmm. Okay. 1943, streptomycin, the first antibiotic remedy for tuberculosis, is isolated by researchers at Rutgers University. Of course, Rutgers is in New Jersey. Streptomycin. 1987, Black Monday, the stock markets around the world crash including the Dow Jones stock index, which falls 508.32 points. That's 22%, four and a half times the previous daily record. 2015. Say again? That's a bunch. Yes, indeed. The year 2015 on this date, U.S. scientists from the University of California, find evidence of life on Earth may have begun 4.1 billion years ago, which is, incidentally, 300 million earlier than previously thought. Okay, now, I need your help. These are the birthdays and the famous deaths and all that sort of thing. So, let um, see. In terms of birthdays, the first one we have to mention is Evander
1: Holyfield. Great boxer.
2: Celebrating his 60th
1: birthday. Evander Holyfield is an American former professional boxer who competed between 1984 and 2011. He reigned as the undisputed champion at cruiserweight in the late 1980s and as a heavyweight in the early nineties. I've never heard that term cruiserweight. Yeah, it's I think the weight right below heavyweight, maybe okay. two two steps below. So
2: heavyweight let's just for kicks, look up the definition of what weights are what for boxing. Okay. So heavyweight begins when you
1: are at what weight? Uh heavyweight 201 pounds and above. Okay. Cruiser weight, 200 pounds between 200 and 175. Light heavy weight between 175 and 168. Uh, super middle weight between 168 and 160. Okay. Super welter weight between 160 and 154. And a welter weight between 154 and 147. Uh, you know, we could go on. Yeah, you've yeah, got, yeah. You've got lightweight. But the,
2: and... the point is, the one I had heard, never recall hearing is cruiserweight.
1: Yeah, it's between 175 and 200 pounds. But most of the others I have heard of. Yeah. Okay. There's a lot of them.
2: So Evander Holyfield today celebrating his
1: 60th birthday. He was the boxer that Mike Tyson was boxing, and uh, Tyson was losing. And he got close enough to Holyfield, and he bit his ear. Oh. He bit part, a bit off part of his ear is, during. Isn't that illegal? Uh, yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> so who won that?
1: Oh, Holyfield won it. Okay. Very good. That would make me a little upset too, wouldn't it, you? Absolutely.
2: <laughs> okay. The next uh, is still live. Peter Max. He's celebrating his 85th birthday today. And um, I'm
1: sorry, I don't recall this person. Peter Mox is a German-American artist known for using bright colors in his work. Works by Mox are associated with the visual arts and culture of the 1960s, particularly psychedelic art Hmm. and pop art.
2: Now, you know that whole psychedelic thing psychedelic man Uh, it just never struck a chord with me i mean uh, once in a while you see something that they say is psychedelic and it's kind of cool but the general concept nah (laughs) um but nevertheless he was a good one huh
1: Uh, apparently so yes
2: Okay, the next one we'll go to, uh, we're working backwards. James Bevel, or Bevel, B-E-V-E-L. He was born in 1936. He died in 2008. And he would have been born on this date in
1: 1936. Yes, James Luther Bevel was a minister and leader of the 1960s civil rights movement in the United States. Oh, I think I remember this. I just did forget. Let's see. What was he famous for? He was credited by Martin Luther King with initiating the Children's Crusade during the Bingham, uh, Birmingham campaign of 1963. He emerged as a civil rights leader from the ranks of Nashville, Tennessee student movement.
2: Okay. Um, One last uh, famous birthday. I'm not sure how you pronounce his first name. It's J A A P. So Jap or Jap Eden. E D E N. He was born on this date in 1873. He died in 1925. Jap
1: Eden. Jap Eden. Tell me something about you, Jap Eden. <laughs>
2: You're having trouble seeing him.
1: No? Let's see. He is a Dutch, was a Dutch athlete. He is the only male athlete to win world championships in both speed uh, speed skating and bicycle racing. Huh. That's pretty impressive.
2: I would say, you know, two really quite different
1: sporting events. Yeah. yeah,
2: no doubt. And yet a superstar in
1: each. Yeah, world champion. The only male athlete to do so
2: long time ago yes okay two famous deaths to share is that right let me make sure here i think that's right okay um yes okay jonathan swift now i've heard He was born in 1667, but died on this date in 1745. Jonathan Swift.
1: He was an Anglo-Irish satirist, author, essayist, political pamphleteer, poet, and Anglican cleric who became the dean of St. Patrick's Cathedral in Dublin, hence his common name of Dean Swift.
2: So, one of the very first words you used to describe him was a satirist?
1: Satirist.
2: A satirist.
1: Yes. What do you think that is? Um, It is... um, Uh, I I mean,
2: uh, if I think of someone that's a satirical type, that means they make jokes that are kind of nasty and... And reference political
1: figures and... yeah. And events, yes.
2: And yet he was famous for this. Mm-hmm, correct. And we do
1: Yeah.
2: Okay, and then the second death to mention is that of King John. Born in 1166, died on this date in 1216.
1: There king- was only one King John? I was waiting for you to give me a number afterwards. Like it,
2: There's none listed.
1: King John the 39th or something like that. Mm-hmm. John was king of England. Maybe this is before they started numbering them. Who knows? Long, he was a long king. time ago. Yeah, John, you're number one and the only one. <laughs> he was the king of England from 1199 until his death in 1216. He lost the duchy of Normandy or duchy—I'm not sure which one—that is, hmm. and most of his other French lands to King Philip II of France, resulting in the collapse. Of the Angevin Empire and contributing to the subsequent growth in power of the French Capetian dynasty during the 13th century, we know them all quite well, don't we? Oh, and, oh, oh yes. The yes. empires Absolutely. and the dynasties. Yeah, we know all that. Stuff. Yes, we write on it.
2: Mm-hmm. I tell you what, it's it's chilly this morning, and um, chilly. The um, <laughs> hot tamale, whatever um i'll have some we have uh, our window here at the studio just slightly cracked open and i'm getting clobbered by a breeze and um <laughs> now earlier i was looking out and just the the little limbs on the trees outside the studio were flowing around a little bit the breeze in the trees um which is a good sign that that it that there is a breeze Right now, they seem to be settling, and yet still there's a a definite push coming in the studio. Oh, this is weird. I just happened to glance at a story, and it says, um, this is a pizza oven for your home, okay? And I don't know how it works, but it's... um, It'll cook a pizza in 60 seconds.
1: Whoa. Think that's of my, that. That's my kind of oven right there. Because we live in this world of instant gratification, don't we? We want it now. We want it right now. Here, take a look at that picture.
2: All right, we'll move on. Let me get my papers organized. Hmm. Um. Let's... Um, I, I, I hope everybody has heard about this um, tragic plane crash over in Marietta. It happened about 7.15 yesterday morning. Uh, two uh, men were in a twin-engine, private plane, small plane, but still one capable of having six or eight passengers. And they had taken off from uh, Columbus, And I think they were headed to Parkersburg. Yes. But um, somewhere above Marietta, the plane caught on fire, and they did a nosedive and crashed into the Pioneer uh, automotive lot there in Marietta. Uh, Both the occupants of the plane were killed. There was a, a fire upon impact, although there sh- the, the pictures of the plane descending shows it on fire. And um, it crashed into a bunch of cars that were positioned on the parking lot. I think it even did a little damage to the building nearby. But... Um, it, it, it's, it got a lot of national attention and certainly attention in our region because it's our region. Um, yeah, very unfortunate. Have, have you flown in private planes much?
1: Yes. Well, not much, but I have before, yes.
2: I have too. And um, I've always been very impressed with Uh, I've never felt especially uncomfortable in them. Um, Do I feel good in a larger plane? Sure. Folks, I have done so much flying in my lifetime. My dad had far exceeded me in flight miles. Um... the old Columbus Airport and the new one both were like second homes to me (laughs) because my mom and I would drive over to either drop my dad off or to pick him up, right? So we spent a lot of time um, at the airports. Um... It's really tragic when something like this happens.
1: Yeah, sure is. And And
2: uh, you were going to say... I
1: remember years ago, and some folks listening in may recall this, people from the Athens area, if you lived here in the 60s, the OU Airport used to be located uh, right down off of East State Street where the... Where the
2: community center mm -hmm, is.
1: Where the city pool is, the community center right in that area. And they used to have a a flying event that was called penny a pound. Well, that, that was back when gas was not, you know, $40 a gallon. Okay. But uh, you could pay penny a pound. So if you weighed, obviously, 40 pounds, you paid 40 cents for a plane ride around the Athens area. And it lasted, I don't know, maybe 10 minutes or so. Yeah, yeah. And and we used to do that. We used to go down there and take rides and that. And I had uh, family friends of mine that owned a private plane. And uh, my friend and I would go flying with his dad. Uh, he was an OU professor. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: Uh, no, no, I didn't mean to wind you down. I just was, we do have a caller waiting. Um, good morning. You're on the air.
0: Good morning. Following up on what Scott was just saying, Well, I thought you were going to tell us there was this fabulous crash or something. Did anything like that happen during your lifetime?
2: Do you recall any um, aircraft incident at the old airport here in Athens? No,
0: I don't recall any. Okay. Okay. I know every night if we go out and listen, we'll hear one of those new airport planes going around. I think that that flight school they have at the university or something. Could be. It's... They're, they're always flying around us. And then every once in a while lately I've been hearing big ones go by. So oh, I'm yeah. Me too. wonder what that's all about. I guess uh, that's the Army or something.
1: I'm guessing that those are training flights coming out of Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Mm-hmm. in oh. Dayton, they fly around this area. we Or
2: Rickenbacker.
1: And sometimes yeah. I thought, oh, that's a special display for
0: the football game because I know it happens around that time sometimes. <laughs> I have a few more Points I want to bring up: Jonathan Swift. Hey Scott, what did he write? I can't remember that thing where they tied up this big guy down. All these little people were. Do you know, when you were talking about Jonathan Swift, he was also a writer, a satirist, and that's what he wrote that was famous. When you had that up, did you see any books that he wrote?
1: Um, I did not, but I can go back and look here. And I want to remind. Dave,
0: tomorrow when you talk to the mayor, you might want to remind him about the streetlights. But I do see one d- deficit with them; they don't scatter in all directions. They only seem to go down. Down. Well, the goes. Let's take the top of Pleasant View at, at Eden. It'll go all the way along Pleasant View, but nothing comes down Eden. I don't know. It seems to have a perimeter problem. Should go all directions. That would be yeah, nicer. I'm, Mr. Wright, and, uh, <coughs> uh, We'll talk about
2: it tomorrow for sure.
0: And whenever, par. Uh, when your, FM goes to ninety seven point three, will we be able to get it better in our kitchen? Absolutely. Yay. Boy. And and I hope you can do this by the time of your, seventy third anniversary of your station.
2: Um, these things don't move rapidly.
0: Oh, it's not going to be...
2: It has to be done through the FCC and everything like
0: that. Right, and finally, before Scott tells us the name of that book, oh, you have a new DJ on, on in the uh, afternoons.
2: Oh, Shane has returned. Shane has, was here um, a few years ago and did a nice job. And,
0: um... What hours is he going to be on? I,
2: I Actually, I, I didn't know... Um, I don't even know what he's on now, but I have heard him.
0: 12 to was, 4 on oh, 970. Okay. Oh, he's during the time that uh, that other lady had. Okay. Yeah. And you don't have anyone 4 to 6 then? Correct. We're working on all sorts of things. Yeah. But correct. I liked it just with the music. <laughs> yeah. it, it was nice. And I think they play the same music, But they, and they do tell you one thing. Sometimes they get a song come on. And I say, I can't remember who, who that is or something like that. But they, they give you the artist as well, the as singing uh, song title. So Jonathan Swift also wrote what?
1: Gulliver's Travels. That's it. Oh, I couldn't remember it. Yes, that's it.
0: Okay, over and out. You can go back to whatever you were doing. Well, okay. Thank you. <laughs> thank you.
1: And if you need
2: a, 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 what are those things called? Squash?
1: Yeah, butternut squash.
2: Butternut squash, swing by the station.
1: Oh, what, why do you drop, doesn't he live close to you? Barry, you want some? Have Dave drop them off to you. <laughs> Special D. Whoa.
2: I'm not allowed in his neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've I have been banned. Ha- I won't ask why.
0: I mm-hmm. saw, David, you went to the station pretty late this morning. Uh-oh. Oops, might have given up personal information, and that's HIPAA rules. So I can't do that.
1: <laughs> that's right. You can't you'll, do that. You'll be
2: fine this <laughs> afternoon. Yeah, d- d- find that is not fine. Uh, never mind, I'm joking around. Okay, <laughs> see you later.
1: He knows Very where on, you guys. live. That's okay. what he's saying. So <laughs> say what? You know where he lives. That's what you're saying. You'll yeah. you'll find him later on. Sure. <laughs> see you, Barry. Um, let's see here.
2: Mercy, we only have five minutes left.
1: Cruising right along here.
2: Um. What are some of the stories in the news?
1: Blackouts
2: in the Ukraine. Nearly 30% of Ukraine's power stations have now been destroyed by Russian airstrikes over the past week, obviously causing blackouts and damaging water supplies for thousands of Ukrainians across the country. Russia has broadened the use of Iranian-made kamikaze drones in the Ukraine since October 10th in retaliation for the explosion of a lone bridge connecting Russia to the Crimean Peninsula. (coughs) Excuse me. Energy facilities have been hit in the capital of Kiev, where at least three people died yesterday. Um... And then other cities: Kharkiv. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this. Dnipro, Nipro, I guess. Uh, a whole <laughs> bunch of cities in the Ukraine, particularly in the west. In total, more than 100 missiles have struck critical infrastructures and in residential buildings in the past week. Separately, a survey found that 70% of Ukrainians say their country should continue to fight Russia until it wins the war, of which 91% said the victory would include Ukrainian forces retaking all territories seized by Russia, including Crimea. Incidentally, Russia invaded and annexed Crimea back in 2014. Uh, let's see here. Historians, parts of the world's oldest known star map, long attributed to the second century B.C.E. Greek astronomer Hipparchus, 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 something to that effect, has uh, was never discovered. But I think they've found it now, and this is the earliest star map date anyway so i'm sure the astronomers will be fascinated in that um what else is going on um global costs political and economic crises typically have multiple causes, but many right now are driven by one main factor, simply the rising cost of living. So uh, you can look at Britain, the EU, the U.S., Japan, so on and so forth. Uh, The U.S. presently seems to be in third place in terms of serious effect. The European Union, number one, the U.K., that is Great Britain, two, the U.S., and then Japan is a distant fourth. That's all as of August um, data. Okay, be quiet over there. Um, if you'd like more information, this is certainly available on the New York Times website. Then there's talk about the energy price changes. And once again, it ranks um, pretty much the same. Japan coming in fourth, the U.S. third, and then the European Union and the United Kingdom up high. So, once again, we remind you tomorrow the mayor will be joining us. so we've got an election coming up and um first weekend of november but the, there are opportunities for people to vote vote be that before them right yep um early voting do you just walk in and do it
1: yep you have to go up to uh court street there where the board of elections is okay you have to have i d
2: why why I guess the only reason one would do that is if they thought there were going to be long lines at the polls or if they were going to be out of town. Right?
1: Yeah, or if they're just unable to go that particular day. Yeah.
2: Okay, well, folks, have a marvelous day. And be
1: careful, please. Yes. Be safe. And warm.
2: And warm.
1: <laughs> I got gotcha. you.
0: And In our 72nd year of we'll serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970
1: and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N-S. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented
0: by Indeed.com. I'm Stacy Lynn in Washington. President Biden has a plan to help keep the price at the pump in check. He's releasing more oil from the reserve. So what does this mean? Oil analyst Tom Kloza. There's
1: a lot of factors you can't control. The question is, does Vladimir Putin decide to cut off further oil beyond what gets boycotted? And the second thing is, is it going to be a cold winter? I mean, if it were warmer than normal, it would be a real boon. Otherwise, You know, you're looking at the possibility of paying twice as much for heating oil or diesel as you pay for gasoline.
0: The latest Russian missile attacks have knocked out 30 percent of Ukraine's power stations. The U.N.'s Denise Brown says it is concerning with winter on the way.